Okay, we are here today with Tanisha from Blending Our Love, and Tanisha is the author of The Empowered Stepmother, um, which is available on Amazon, and it's a great read, and she just came out with a new book called Developing the Mindset of a Champion Stepmother, and we are so yes. excited to interview you, because you're so fun. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank Welcome. you. Am I supposed to tell all the other fun stuff that I do? Like, oh, yes. I'm an international speaker, so I travel the world speaking, spreading this beautiful movement of empowering stepmothers around the world, and, and coaching it. stepmothers from tears to triumph in stepmotherhood. That's like such a big oh, deal. I like, love that leave the tears and let's get triumphant and let's just own our greatness. So I have a lot of fun stuff. One of the fun things that I'm doing right now is I'm doing a 10 city tour, uh, a time to heal motherhood where I'm going to 10 cities. One of the places is international. I'll be in Africa for about what? a month. But what we're doing is it's a conversation bringing biological mothers and stepmothers together to unite through conversations to heal so we can heal our relationships. Because my quote is when women come together, we can heal anything. So I, I have it. a lot of fun stuff that we're we're up to on this side of town. And that kicks off this weekend. So I'm excited. In Denver. So that I'm is excited. so cool. You're going to be like six hours away from us. I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. Really? Yeah. yeah. If you come to Salt Lake City, let us know because we want to come. <laughs> oh, how fun. You know what? It's not on the list, but I'm sure I'm going to keep adding and adding and adding. Yeah. So yeah <laughs> that sounds good. Can you talk with us? You, in your book, you talked about Danielle, who's um, your son's bio mom and yes. how you healed that relationship. Can you talk to us about that? Absolutely. So part of the backstory was, um, first of all, I didn't know that my husband would ultimately end up with custody. So mm -hmm. there were so many emotions of my own going through. I had been a mom since I was 19. I had two children. So I was a teenage mother, single mom, raising these kids. And when I met my husband, baby boy was about a year and a half. So I was okay with the fact that every other weekend we would have this beautiful child you uh -huh. know, hanging out with us. And even before my husband and I got married, my husband had him one week on, one week off. Well, as life would have it, my husband ended up with full custody of him. So my idea of being on a <laughs> with an umbrella in my drink like every other week <laughs> didn't happen because my kids were on their way to college. Shifted, it shifted very quickly to first grade PTA meetings. And I was like, what happened? Like I felt bamboozled. Right. So first off, I had to get over myself because I was being selfish. I wasn't thinking about how important it was for my husband to have his baby boy with him, you know, and, and I was only thinking of myself. And then my ego came into play because I was already a mother and I was this know-it-all, so to speak. I know how to do this. Everybody just follow my instructions and we're going to be a-okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, you got to get this going and, you know, but there were two other people that I needed to take in, into consideration about their child. Right? right. And so the issues came in because Danielle, had a very strong personality, as do I. Uh -huh. And so she was all the cussing and fussing. And I was like, I wasn't comfortable with her disrespecting my husband. You know, right. the four letter words were regular. It was like it was his first name. Mm -hmm. the four letter words front like did that didn't work for me. So I was like, we have to do something, love. So my husband and I quickly came together and said, listen, this is what we're going to do. I said, uh, let's just change our boundaries. We're going to focus on our home because so often during the co-parenting, we're focusing on what they're doing and yep. all these things. You can't control them, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. mind your business and uh -huh. my business is within <laughs> my walls, yes, right? It is. So I was like, I got this. So I said, here's what we're going to do. 
I'm going to become the point of contact for her. You no longer will communicate with her because, you know, uh, they didn't date. They weren't married. A couple inter exchanges in a bedroom and then there's a child. That was literally okay. how it was. So it was two yeah. strangers trying to raise a child. And that's hard. That's a really hard, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's yeah. tough. And so it wasn't like I was stepping in between all this history. And even if I was, right. I knew we had to do something different. So we set it up so that all of the communication for visits and all that stuff came through me. I did the drop-offs. I did all of that stuff. And she didn't like it in the beginning, uh -huh. which I understood, but it wasn't optional because it was too toxic for a baby boy to constantly see his parents bickering and, and bad mouthing and all that. Mm -hmm. The older two kids, I did not get that motherhood, teenage motherhood thing right because I did a lot of damage with my negative words yeah. with them that I had to come back to heal as they became adults. And so through that, what seemed to be one of the toughest decisions for us to make in our co-parenting journey was a beautiful result of us building a connection, her and I, because she had to talk to me unless mm -hmm, right. if she wanted to know what was going on with her child. And I wasn't doing it to force her to have a friendship or anything with me. I was doing it just to find the harmony. And we didn't know what else to do. Uh -huh. We had restraining orders, ladies. We had custody uh -huh. battles. Uh -huh. There were assault charges filed, uh -huh. like all of these things. So to have her write the forward to my book is like a miracle. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. Without <laughs> you never know. And so, yeah, you can that imagine. Me away. So what I realized is my ego and my know-it-all personality and mm -hmm. all that, it wasn't serving us with what we needed to get to, which was the core things. And the moment I stopped labeling her as uh, this or that, or she's right. bitter or she's jealous, you know, all these things. When I removed the labels from her and just said, she's a beautiful woman who is hurting because she lost custody of her child. And uh -huh. I'm a mother. I can only imagine how painful that is to wake up. You know, it's like the death of something almost, even though he didn't die, like you now have an empty room with your baby's things in and you only get to see him every other week, yeah. you know, that's traumatizing for him as well as her. And mm. when I took the, the behavior that she was demonstrating, and I'm going to say I was bringing some negative energy to it as yeah. well. When I took that to the core and just saw her as a mother and as a woman and as a beautiful soul, things began to shift and I saw her differently and she may not have changed, but uh -huh. I saw her differently. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of our beautiful journey. I love it. And what you do inside of you, like you talked about what you do inside of your house is all you have control over anyway. You can't control yeah. how she acts, but by seeing her differently, you influenced it and you made that exactly. love and that relationship start to exist. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I have another follow-up question on that because I'm really yes. curious. In your book, you talked about how you went to the Kemmer training with her. Kemmer, yep. How did that go? <laughs> so that's one of my best stories, right? Like, uh -huh. that's one of my best stories. At least I think it's my best story. My husband <laughs> doesn't share the same sentiment. So let me tell you, because I didn't tell him that I was inviting her on oh, this vacation. Uh -huh. I don't know if oh, I put no. that part in the book or not, uh -huh. but yeah, no, I did not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I already told you guys to talk, right? Like, we yeah. So I was on the phone with her, and we don't talk often. Her and I are not like, hey, girl, hey, we're not best friends. We really don't have much in common. Okay. We don't do our nails together. None of that. I want right. to get that clear. Okay. We really don't have much in common except for the love that we share for baby boy. Yeah. For Ike. So mm -hmm. 
happened to be on the phone with her for something. I don't know. She said something and she was just having a tough time. And I could just tell by the response she gave me in the text message. And I was like, if you ever need me, I'm here for you. You know, uh-huh. just being a friend, the friend that I would want somebody to be to me if I was having a, a, a tough moment. Yeah. Well, her and I end up on the phone and we're talking for all this time. And I was like, hey, we're going on this vacation. You want to come? Uh-huh. And she was like, yes. Like, oh, shoot. Now I got to tell my husband. How is <laughs> How am I going to do this? Oh my gosh. I cannot even imagine. And it didn't go over well at all. With my husband. He was like, well, sweetie, have fun. I'm not coming. I was like, no, you have to come. You know, you have, you have like two months to get your personality together because you have to come. We got to do it for Ike. And he's like, Tanisha, this is ridiculous. I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. So we went. And actually, I have some of the videos are are up. Actually, a lot of the videos are up. But I'm going to come back and, and put some more um, again, you know, like uh-huh. behind them. It turned out beautifully. I recently released mm. a video of Ike, you know, because it helped Ike with his accountability for how he had a lot of frack that he was taking to our home and her yeah. home and her and I and, and my husband getting on the same page with co-parenting. And mm-hmm. we're not here to set the boundaries for your home, only our home and and it was just a beautiful time for her to be able to see because Le- Clemmer is leadership training. They do some, and, and my husband and I dated doing leadership training. Cool. We do a lot of that together, like uh-huh. Tony Robbins, all of that stuff. We do that stuff together. And then if it's age appropriate, we bring the older kids. And so Ike was excited to be able to experience his first leadership training with us because he's grown up seeing it. So uh-huh. he was like, yeah. <laughs> If we could get her speaking the same language that we speak in our oh, home yeah. so that she understands this is not us trying to control you and there's nothing wrong with how you parent, you do what you do, but just give a different perspective right. as to why we make some of the decisions. And that's what happened. It really supported her with like, oh, I get it now. So there were some awkward times, you know, here. <laughs> Typically, I sat in the middle, you know, it was some little, but those things do not outweigh the joy and what happened and the experience that baby boy had. Now I'm going to tell you, it probably never will happen again, uh-huh. but I'm just going to love the fact that it happened. I'll go on a vacation with her gladly. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, 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 <laughs> hubby has said, made it very clear. Don't ever pull that. Again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, you get that one chance. You get that yes. one chance, mm-hmm. right? Don't, don't sneak do it, it in again. there. So, yeah. <laughs> Little sneak a little vacay in there, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I cannot even imagine doing that. Oh, I, I know, would, huh? yeah, yeah, that blows my mind. <laughs> we did dinner together in the six weeks. It, my oldest stepdaughter had oral surgery to move her jaw, and so she was like wired shut for six weeks. And we went to dinner together after that six weeks, and it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> But yeah, we were like, so, okay, this is okay. We can like, you know, breathe through this and be adults. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, whose idea was it for you guys to do that? I don't even remember. Might have been my Ooh. husband's just like, let's all just celebrate when this is done and she can eat again. <laughs> oh, I well, you feel like there's this balance that fellas have to play, right, ladies? Yeah. Because when it's their idea, well, why do you want to be around her? Why do we need to, you know uh what I mean? But for me, when it's our idea, it's a little bad. Like it was me. It wasn't him. It was me. He was like, hey, you want to go on a vacation? She's like, yeah. My husband's like, no. (laughs) You know, and then then I had to have the talk with my baby boy because, of course, he's very aware of, of, of their communication. I was like, now, listen, 
we're going to have a very good balance. Okay. Mom has a job. I got to keep daddy happy. Make sure mom is comfortable. Make sure right. you're good. Are you on my team? Are we going to work as a team to make sure everybody has fun? He's like, yep, yeah, mom. I was like, great. <laughs> so cute. You. you know, uh-huh. so you have to have those conversations up front so that there's no confusion about mm-hmm. what the yeah. expectation. I love that. So just really quick, because a lot of stepmoms that we hear from are kind of in the struggle right now. They're in like yeah. trying to figure out boundaries, try, still trying to control some things, um, feeling like the ex is trying to control things at their house and not being able to disengage from that. What helped you get through that process? Um, knowing that control is an illusion. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it again. Control <laughs> is an illusion. Yes. One of my <laughs> favorite therapists told me that. Yeah, yep. it's and and when I processed, I was like, "That's so true." Like, you think, you're, for example, if you're a mother, you have children, you think you're in control, tell them what to do, <laughs> until in kindergarten, the teacher calls you to say that little Johnny scribbled all over the wall, or little Johnny, <laughs> you know, and that's when you realize, like, I'm really not running the show. It's people are going to be right. who they are. So once I accepted that. That was one of the biggest things. Once I became accountable, and I know that this is going to be awkward and uncomfortable, but the true reality is I had to take ownership for what negative energy I was bringing because so often we feel like I didn't say anything. I smiled. I look happy. The kids think I'm nice, Uh but it's not about what people think. It's what's in your heart. What are the core thoughts that run through your mind? What are you whispering to God? What are you saying to your husband out of... Uh, hurt feelings or animosity or anger or just quote unquote concern. Uh-huh. What are you thinking of the most? Do you spend most of your time focusing on how this is going to work? Or do you spend most of your time focusing on all the problems? So for me, I knew my marriage was a non-negotiable. Uh-huh. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Ask my boo. I put in too much effort to get that man the way it's going to work for me to, to go ahead and let him roll out. No, no. No other ladies can take that. Uh-huh. I, I work hard to this thing, you know? And yeah. so when you keep that in mind, I said, okay, so that's first thing. And his child is part of him. Mm-hmm. So with this marriage comes this beautiful gift of this young man. So what do I need to do? And I know what I just said seems easy. And there are a lot of audience listeners who will say, oh, that's ridiculous. It's, it's not true. Think about it. Whatever it is that you want in life, if you wanted a job, if you wanted to wear a pair of pants or get yourself in a dress, all you're focusing on is that thing that you want. Uh You're not getting the job thinking about, I can't get the job. You're getting the job, putting all of your energy towards what you can do. If there's a promotion happening on your job, you're like, that's my job. You are now coming to work early. You're doing all these things Uh to show that I can Mm -hmm. handle this new leadership role. I got this thing. But when it comes to step motherhood, we fall back and wonder why we're not moving forward. You're so right. Yeah. You know, and we spend the majority of our time focusing on all the differences. Like I love looking at stepmom stuff. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge stepmom group advocate Uh because it's more complaining than anything else. But so many times as a stepmom, we spend so much time talking about I'm a stepmom. I'm a stepmom. I'm a this. You're a mother. Just be that and just own it. I don't walk around every day saying I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Do you see me? I'm a woman. I'm a, no, you're a woman. I'm owning it. You're a stepmom. 
um, just own that thing, step into it and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the more you remind yourself of certain things, it can push you back mm-hmm. because it now focuses on the separation. So as stepmothers, right. it takes us to own who we are. So how did I shift? I owned who I am. Hey, this is my role. I'm a mother. I don't use the word step in our home mm-hmm. because it makes people different. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, these are my beautiful children. Oh, and that's my stepson. Uh-huh. Right. These are my three kids before empowered stepmother came. And before this movement started, you know, many people didn't even know I was a stepmom. Like people were shocked. Yeah. They were like, who's a stepmom? Who, what do you know about being a stepmom? Uh-huh. Did you have one? And I laughed. I'm like, yeah, I had, I didn't have a stepmom. I had a stepdad, but I'm a stepmom. They had no clue. And you know what I tell them? Cause it's none of your business. It's not yeah. your business. Yeah. How my family, like, why do we feel like we have to explain ourselves? Our families are sacred. Right. So as soon as we meet people, ladies, stop isolating yourself, beloveds. Like, look at what your inclusion things are. You are not separate. When you introduce your husband, do you say, this is my second husband? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Does your husband say, this is my third wife? Nope. No. (laughs) So why do we say, these are my stepkids? Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's so complicated with for so many people. They they feel like, oh, I can't lay claim on these kids because they're somebody else's kids, or I don't know how to call them, or I don't want to offend them, or I don't want to hurt anybody else, and I don't know how to answer that question. And it's not yeah. true. That's and I loved that part of your book. Um, when I was pregnant with my son, uh, my girls were like, I was taking them to gymnastics one day. And they were like, Mom, when when the baby's born, do we have to tell people that he's our half brother? And I was like, no, (laughs) like why, where did you even hear that term? Like, where's that coming Mm -hmm. from? And I guess like when they were at visitation, people were telling them that, that, you know, baby boy was going to be their half brother and they needed to explain that to people. And I was like, no, nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't want to tell anybody that you don't tell anybody that just like you guys don't like it. When I say you're my stepkids, they got mad at me at first and I learned real <laughs> quick. Like, I don't say that they're my kids. Um, you know, I'm like, you guys, he's your brother and you can just say, this is my baby brother, you know, like yeah. it's nobody's yeah. business. Mm-hmm. And I have a dear cousin who was somebody told her like, Oh, well you don't, you probably don't love that brother as much because he's just your half brother. And she was like, mm. she's like, oh, I, no. my husband had to hold me back. I was going to punch him. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Like people think that they can say the most absurd things. And I'm like, you don't know, this is not your family. Right. And you know, even, even the people that were telling my, my daughters that they were their relatives, but I'm like, yeah, but you're not my relatives. And even if you were, this is not your family. So period. Yeah. Uh Yes. Yeah. I love what you just said, Rachel, because what you said is a conversation was had. Mm -hmm. That's really at the core of what happened. The kids had, um, they've, you've established a relationship with them where there's enough trust for them to know that they can come to you and say, mom, do we have to say this? Or is it okay for us to feel this way? You had an open conversation with them and you're protecting your family. Mm-hmm. You know, by saying, even if you are a family, you don't get to, because I've had that conversation with them. This is my house. If right. you don't like the way my husband and I have it organized, it's cool. You don't have to ring the doorbell. It's no problem. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's okay because this is how we're going to do it. And, and it's not up for discussion. So I love right. what you just said. You just 
you're protecting your family. And by you protecting your babies, one, it builds the trust with them. And two, it helps them know how they can love you as well. Because as stepmothers, we're so focused on what we're giving, what we're giving. And we're really not even open to receive the love, even if it's coming in, because we're not paying attention to how it's coming in. Mm Because we have this picture of what it's supposed to be. No, them telling you, don't call a step. Yeah. That's saying, I love you. they just yeah. said, I love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without knowing that they said, I love you, mom. Yeah. You're so special to me. And That's they what do they it told me in the moment. sweetest ways. Like, you know, that picture that they slide under your door uh-huh. when you're sleeping or, you know, <laughs> when you're in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. When you're in the bathroom, <laughs> bringing you home your favorite drink from the store because they know you yeah. like it. Yeah, yes. the smallest or, stuff. You know, they went out of their way to ask their teacher if they could make two Mother's Day presents yeah. so that you could have one too. <laughs> like most kids have the biggest hearts, and they just yes. want to love you, and they want that permission to love you. I love it, and they they get that permission to to love us by what we're giving them in return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anytime I hear people saying, oh, the mom has brainwashed them. No, they didn't. Because without us knowing, there's this little mechanism in our brains that that tell us back off. Like, because we don't like rejection. Who likes to be rejected? Uh Who likes to be hurt? So when we know it's coming, we fall back. Even if the child wanted to lean in a little bit more, we fall back because we're like, nope, let me just walk away before they hurt my feelings. I don't want my feelings hurt, you know? Uh-huh. And so we don't know what's happening. And that's why being a, a stepmother requires us to be very self-aware yep. and extremely honest with what we see. Mm-hmm. That's like the, the, and honey, I said this prayer to God and I was like, Lord, show me my heart. Mm. Oh. Don't ask God to show <laughs> you my heart. Like, so I was like, yes, God, show me who I am, the error of my ways. You know, these theatrical things. Yes. Well, I was one of those girls who decided to say the prayer. Let me tell you. Oh, he showed me. All right. And it was not pretty. I was yeah. like, who is this lady? What, what? And the thing is, is that I always smile. So I was like, I'm smiling. I'm happy for those people who think I'm happy. I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. Yes. But see, I asked God to show me my heart. I didn't say, show me what I show everyone else. Right. Yeah. Like, who are you truly inside? I said, show me who I really am. And that's when I was able to discover the uglies, the beautiful imperfections that I needed to tweak yeah. a little bit in order to come to a place of harmony. So you got yeah. this lady. And I don't know, I don't know if you had this experience, but, um, you said you guys were in custody battles and had assault files charged and everything. And we had a similar experience. Um, but at one point in the custody battle, you know, we had a couple of, I, you know, I guess people call them like ace in the hole things where we could have like really nailed her to the wall. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. But my husband and I took a step back and because we were looking at ourselves and we're like, we are not happy. Right. I don't like this person so that I am right now. Mm-hmm. This is not me. You know, and I even had, you know, a couple of my friends called me out on it. They're like, this is not Rachel. You know, mm. this is not you. You would never do this to another person, even mm. though they're doing it to you. Uh-huh. And that kind of made me take a step back. And my husband and I had a very serious conversation where we both were like, I don't like who I'm becoming in this custody battle. Mm -hmm. I don't like the person that's making me. I don't like the way it's making me think. I don't like the way it's making me feel. And those, there was this moment where we actually decided like, 
we're not using that. We're taking a step back. And even if it means like losing something important to us, what's more important than like keeping your sense of self to even be able to function on the planet, you know? So is do you, did you have any experiences like that through your custody battle or through this journey? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if all the time I was at a place at that time, I wasn't as sophisticated and mature as you were. Oh, please. gosh! (laughs) No, other people had to spell it out for me. (laughs) (laughs) And even though people spelled it out, um, some of the things that were happening, some of the things that were happening for us, I couldn't ignore. Uh-huh. Like they weren't just petty. They were like, yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we always gave uh, the benefit of doubt to uh-huh. try right. to, to mm-hmm. work, but it wasn't um, that. But I, the person I am today, I was not that person there. I, I will say, because I was a paralegal uh-huh. before I, you know, and so that whole legal side comes in and it's competitive. Oh yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And so <laughs> there were a lot of things that I did that didn't make me proud, but then Danielle said something to me that surprised me. Cause she was like, you know what, Tanisha, I never felt judged by you. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> really? So I had to be honest. I was like, well, I was judging, but um, maybe I didn't show it, which is good. That means I did a good job of camouflaging, which is probably why God was like, here's your heart, not what you're actually doing. Change everything from the inside out. Exactly. And so there were things that I was doing because like we battle over these kids like they're not people. Yeah. Yeah. They're people. And they have a way of coming back to tell us thanks for nothing. Uh-huh. You know, you work so hard. Yeah. You have this six figure bill from an attorney. You have all these things. And then you have the child who says, but I didn't even want to be with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I really want. And then we say, I'm the better parent. Uh-huh. I'm better than, than X, Y, Z because of X, Y, Z. But are you really? Okay. So maybe you're a little bit better because you're not on drugs and things of that nature but the toxic relationship that or the toxic atmosphere that you have the child in that's not healthy either right i'm not saying drugs is better than i'm not comparing any of them i'm using two very extreme things but for some reason when we say things and and our behavior isn't in a healthy manner as long as we're doing it under the umbrella of expressing ourselves or it's the truth it's acceptable but it's not acceptable at all yeah. yeah. And I think the like fact that you just brought up a second ago that these kids are people, they have feelings, they see what's happening. They don't have mm-hmm. any judgments in their hearts for how one parent is better than the other. That's just our ego again, just saying we right. have to be better. We have to, there's a competition yeah. and it's scarce and all those things um, that are hurting true. our kids in the process. Yes, And that's, to me, it's unacceptable. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And that's the part that we forget. And, you know, that's what I think that stepmothers don't realize. We are in a really beautiful place. Like I'm a gift to my younger son. Yes. My husband as a stepfather, he's a gift to our older children. And so my ability to step in as a peacemaker, not a doormat, because there is a very uh-huh. big difference. Yeah. <laughs> My ability to step in because I'm not emotionally tied to her. Right. I am emotionally tied to my husband, but I can just get a tunnel vision to see what's happening with this baby, this child, and who advocates for the child. And so in our family dynamic, I became the advocate 
before Ike, uh-huh. which is why Ike is so close to me. And so, and I hear a lot of stepmothers who say the kids have a great bond with me. But the thing is, is that sometimes we're afraid to, to, to hold that bond and really spread our wings with it. We just want to stay right here and not move. But sometimes it requires us to do brave things. Right. Like, up on behalf of the child and say, listen, this isn't good. This isn't healthy. You know, that type of thing. And so it works. So to today, I have a closer bond with baby boy than his biological mother. Uh Not because I'm better than her. Not because I'm more important. Not because my husband has custody. None of those things. It's because I've just been intentional about our relationship and it bonding. And he was able to see, you know what? My stepmom, even though they call me step, uh-huh. mom loves my mommy, even though mommy isn't nice. And you'll be surprised at what kids see because he one time came yes. to me and said, I had a talk with mommy and told her, I don't like the way you treat daddy and mom. Uh-huh. I don't like the way you act towards them. And I had to tell him first, thank you, my love, for defending <laughs> me. But you don't need to do that. I'm an adult. I'm a big girl. Don't even worry about it. All I want you to focus on is loving your mom, loving and accepting her for who she is. Uh Don't worry about anything else. I got the rest. And he's like, okay. But it touched my heart. He's like riding for me. And I was like, thank you. But (laughs) I want with her to be the most important thing, you know? So we think too small. We have put ourselves, Mm -hmm. believe it or not, stepmom, whatever box you're in, you put yourself in that box. Yes. People are always going to put you in the box, but you decide if you step out of it. People uh-huh. always try to put you there. You have decided, I'm going to stay here. Don't stay there. Get out the box. Amen. Okay, so with kind of um, talking about Ike and his, like, the things that he does, he seems like a really emotionally intelligent kiddo. And mm-hmm. Rachel and I both work in the schools and we help kids learn emotional intelligence and social skills and things like that. How did you help him get to the point where he can like recognize his thoughts, reframe his thoughts, um, do all that kind of emotional intelligence stuff? Yeah. So part of it is um, when people answer me, I tend to listen to what you aren't saying. Mm -hmm. Like so often we listen to what's being said and, and we may go off on a tangent and oh. But really, I'm listening to what you aren't saying. And so I began just, I ask a lot of questions, but that's just the way we communicate, like he Mm -hmm. and I. And he and I, we talk in depth about anything. If I open the front door and there's a wasp, we'll have a whole five minute, you know, you see the wasp, (laughs) you know, I hope they don't come back like last year without, you know, Uh I make smoothies in the morning and I'm saying all these things for a reason to get back to your question. I make smoothies in the morning. I'm a vegetarian. And so I make these green smoothies and they taste so good with the almonds and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he and I would drink them. And as we drink, we dream about where in the world we are. So like someday in Brazil or he's in Spain and I'm in Aruba or I'm in Greece and we're drink like, so these are the conversations that we have because I've always been big on letting his mind be creative. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, in that, you know, as we talk, we talk because remember my husband and I have done a lot of leadership work. So we talk a lot about accountability and perspectives and understanding different people's perspectives. And so what we, what he's grown up in is us being accountable 
but also not always looking for the worst in people. Like people aren't intentionally doing things to hurt us. They're doing things because that's their level of understanding or that's their experience in life. And that includes parents. That includes me. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I saw some behavior in him coming home from school, just not being the student that I would hope that he would be instead of me saying like some stepmoms, Oh, that's because of his mama. You know what I mean? Uh And that negativity, I had to say, you know what, love, I noticed that you're doing some things and I think I taught you some of those things. You know, daddy and I are quite competitive. And so our whole house is competitive. His Uh older siblings are all athletes. So everyone's competitive and we may be having a conversation, but to a younger child, it seems like a debate. So then he uh-huh. goes to school and he's debating and it seems like he's being aggressive, but maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but taking ownership of that. And so because I have that relationship to say, ah, mommy may have taught you some stuff that's not, it's not going to serve you. So what I want you to do is go ahead and go on the internet since they like to go on the internet for everything else. Mm-hmm. Research conflict resolution for children. Oh. What, did, what did you come up with? What uh-huh. did you discover? So whatever it is that he is going through, I'll always say, okay, look some stuff up and then he and I will have these conversations and he writes to me what he learned or whatever the case. And we've been doing that for some years. So with that being said, I also allowed him to share with me from how he really feels. How do you feel? Are you feeling happy? Are you, is this emotionally taxing and explaining what emotions mean? Cause we use things like trauma to uh-huh. a child. They don't know what trauma means right. to the core, you know, but really getting to it. So I have this way of sharing things through stories, which is why my book to me is so fun because as I talk to you in this book, you may be hearing my story, but really you're thinking about your own life, Uh right? Like that's the true art. So when it comes to him, I always have these age appropriate stories. So example, how did I explain to him why things are, why his parents don't necessarily um, communicate very well? Uh So I said, Hey, name one of the kids at school. I think he said Malachi. We'll just say Malachi. So I said, let's just say you have your friend from school named Malachi. You meet at school and you and Malachi decide to go into business. He's like, okay. I said, and you're in business together, but this business, you cannot break the contract. You're in business for the rest of your life with Malachi forever. And he's like, okay. I said, but what you didn't know about Malachi is that Malachi was going to steal some of the money from the company and you really want to break this off, but you can't. I said, and what Malachi didn't know about you is that you're lazy and you're really not going to do your part with helping to grow the business. Uh I said, but you're in this thing and you can't do anything about it. You're in this business forever. Mm -hmm. And so what you decide to do is you decide to get yourself another business partner and you say, you know what business partner, you're going to come on with me. You get half of my proceeds, but you can't touch any of Malachi's, but this is just our proceeds. Me and you will share. But what you discover is that I have a little bit more experience than you because you're already lazy and don't feel like doing it. So I take over and now the business is thriving and me and Malachi are working some things out. So you've decided, shoot, it's not broken. Let me just step back out of this. I was like, how does that plan sound? He goes, it sounds amazing. I said, that's exactly what daddy did. Daddy brought me on Uh to help him out with this thing and see that's an age appropriate story that makes nobody a good guy, nobody a bad guy. And it's still a story for him to be able to put himself in. And so I tell him stories like this all the time 
in order to give him a clear understanding of what's happening. And so now when you see him in videos and when you hear him talking, he's talking from his 12 or 11 year old voice because I've given him the story for him to take and create whatever it it is that his mind processes. I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) And a lot of people aren't that intentional about their parenting and kind of thoughtful about the things that they think through. And there's that wanting to assign blame too. Like Malachi's really, he stole the money and so it's his fault, but you were lazy too. So there was problems on both business partners. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that, that's the, um, that's the joy. And in my, in my defense for people who's like, oh my gosh, I wish I was that mom. Girl, I already got it wrong. Uh Okay. I did remind you that I was a teenage mother. Uh-huh. I have a 24 year old, 23 year old, and then you have baby boy who's 12. So I know what I didn't do right, right. and why it was so important for me to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't need to repeat the cycle that I already had. And so that's where that comes from. I, I had some practice. Yeah. I had some practice. So you mentioned that you are a stepchild, right? That you have, yes. you come from a blended family. How did that inform your parenting and what you do today? Oh, such a beautiful question. So my children are generation five or six of blended families in my family oh, alone. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> you know, back in the day, like I think my my great grandmother, she her mother died in childbirth during childbirth. So my oh, great grandmother was a stepchild. Mm-hmm. So you think of all these things, right? And so mm-hmm. you have all these stepchildren. My mother was a stepchild. My grandfather was a stepchild, like all of us. So I didn't have the best experience during my journey as a stepchild. Mm-hmm. I had two stepfathers, one stepfather who really, really loved me, but but they divorced. That was one of my sisters. And then my other um, stepfather was not so kind at all. And mm. he was just really didn't want to have anything to do with me and my sister. And so when I became an adult and I was a single mother, there was one thing that was very important to me in the way you treated my children was hands down because I was on my own. My mom's uh-huh. personality wasn't mine. Like I'm vocal and, and I speak up for myself. Not everybody does that. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to make sure that you were invested in my babies as much as you're invested in me. Uh-huh. Do you attend events? Like my kids, like I said, Damien plays college basketball even now. And baby girl competed in cheerleader traveling the world. Are you coming to games? Are you involved? Because this is what I do on Saturday and I don't want to marry you. And now all of a sudden you're complaining because I'm at a cheerleading right. competition or let's just, this is my world. And so if you're unable to fit into it, no problem. We can get married when they go to college or maybe this just isn't going to work out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like being very clear on what I see up front. And so because I didn't have the best situation or relationship, it was mandatory that we had a healthy bond from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I paid attention to what was happening, not what was, what was being said, but precisely what I saw. He was cute. My husband is handsome. He's deliciously handsome, as you may hear me describe. <laughs> enough for me to live in chaos forever. You know what I mean? And so that was my experience. And I took what I learned to heart Mm -hmm. and shifted it. And so now, you know, when I travels, I take the kids to a lot of events, a lot of networking, a lot of what I do, I take them. So Ike is in shock when he hears step parents say things like, I don't like my stepchild. Uh Like he's insulted. Like, people don't like, yeah, like he's surprised. Like they don't like their really? 
they don't like their stepmom. And so his, because his thing, and even baby girl who's 24, you know, I have a time to heal that event. And I said, love, I want you to be one of the panelists just to give a perspective of a, of a stepchild. And she said, ma, I don't think about stuff like that. <laughs> she was like, you know, like, this is my family. That's her mindset. She's like, this is my family. I don't see it as that's my stepdad. She goes, it's, right. it's, it's life. It's my father. You, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I said, and that's why I want you to share because not everybody is there. Yeah. You know, not everybody is to that point of this is my family. How did you get there? Because yeah. it was a struggle. It was a struggle. It wasn't easy for her to get to that point. But now that she is so that accepting everybody for where they are, who they are was like key for all of us. Mm-hmm. And not taking I love that. And I love that you recognize there were a lot of steps in that journey to get where you are as a family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because I think a lot of times as kids, it's hard for us to go back and look and remember yeah. those kind of things. But as a mom, yes. you were able to see all of that. Maybe not all of it, but most <laughs> of it, you know, enough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Enough. Yeah. Well, it was, we had some pretty traumatic things that happened while I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like no, nothing physical, no touchy, but like there were some traumatic things happening while I was pregnant that I won't forget because I was uh-huh. old enough to remember what was happening in that time. And yeah. and I'm not saying just because I'm not sharing it publicly just because it's still my younger sibling's father and yeah. I don't want to bad mouth or make him look like he, you know what I mean? Like put oh, him yeah. in a negative light. He's a beautiful soul because Lord knows I was not a good teenager. Uh-huh. Let's just talk about it. Like I was like, <laughs> The nightmare child, like the stepchild you just don't want, I I was probably her because I was pregnant at eight, eight, eight. Well, I found out I was pregnant on my 18th birthday. So I was pregnant wow. at 17. Uh-huh. So I was like the kid who sneaks out of windows and just back talk. I, I was all of that. So I was no saint at all. So I won't <laughs> seem like it was him because it was me too. So, yeah. But it, I still took those lessons and said, all right, let's let's make some different decisions. I love that because there's a huge power in taking ownership over what you can and have control over and what you've done and then changing that um, versus like just blaming the other person. Well, it's their fault because they did this. And I see that a lot in the stepmom support groups too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is, I think it makes it harder for people. For the, yeah, you just build it, bringing it up. It's easy to blame somebody else for something. Like I, it's very rare that I read a note in a stepmom group where someone says, this is the reason, this is what happened. And this is my own role in it oh, without yeah. there being some sarcasm with like, for example, you know, my husband, my ex-husband did this after he married my best friend and da da da. So now the reason why you're able to insult her is because it was your best friend who right. married your husband. Mm-hmm. And so now that's the real thing you want to say. Like the issue you're bringing at hand isn't anything except for the attention that you want because yeah. he left you for your best friend. It's not really about the fact that your kids are at their father's house and the kids are calling you because they have to ask permission before they get a bag of chips. So what? That's not what this post uh-huh. is about. Mm-hmm. That there is when I look at things, when I was just saying, I see what you're not saying. Like you're hurt. You're hurting because your right. husband left you for your best friend. That's not easy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So those are like the little, the little things. If we just came from accountability standpoint versus mm-hmm. right and wrong, we're both wrong. If we're going to be wrong. It's true. No, we're, <laughs> we're both. 
and that's hard. I think we've all been guilty of uh-huh. like not taking ownership of our part in things before. And I, I know I do it. <laughs> like, I'm <Yeah>. like, <laughs> okay, fine. I guess maybe I might have had something to do with that. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I think it transitions too, because if it's not like, so my stepdaughter's mom and I have come to kind of a truce and we can talk and things are fine. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, my 18 year old stepdaughter is annoying. And then I'm like, but that's something is I like, I can only see in her what is in me that I don't like. So what is she right. doing that I do that I don't like? And how can I change that? And that mirror thing, right? Yes, exactly. And there's mm-hmm. so much power in that being like, okay, I can't change her. What can I change in me? What is, why is this triggering in me? And why do I need, what do I need to fix? Yes. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That alone is a whole podcast. I I love when I'm talking to people who are Uh like-minded. So then I don't have to break it down in order for us to come back to the conversation. I'm like, yes. Yes. We're already speaking at the same level. It's good. (laughs) Yes. It's like when I hear people say things like, oh my gosh, they're so narcissistic. I always say, what does that even mean? Oh yeah. Of course I know what it means. Yeah. But what does that mean? And why do you identify so well with a narcissist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Why do you huh? know that so well? Why do you, why? What in you is speaking to that? Because I can't say that I, I've met someone who's a narcissist. I, I don't even use the word. So I, uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I can. I, I <laughs> you know, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I don't know. But I know that's not a label that I give people. Yeah, as a description. And so we have to be careful even today as I was um, chatting with another fellow stepmom, you know, the way they speak of the the stepchildren, because she uses the word step, stepchildren's mother is toxic parent. We have to remove the labels. Yes. Who are we to say that's a toxic parent? That's toxic parent. Right. You judging is toxic. You know what I mean? Like your energy, we don't, let's just remove it. That's her parenting style. Uh-huh. It may not be what we love. It may be causing us a little bit of discomfort or a lot of discomfort, <laughs> but we don't throw these labels on people. Remove the labels. Right. Let it go. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. I, yeah, I, I definitely think, put labels on yeah. people and things and I'm like, ah, uh, you know, it's hard. It's, it's yeah. how a lot of us are raised. It's how society mm-hmm. is. We're like, okay, everything needs to go in this box or in this file or, you know, and it's rough it is and (laughs) it is but but there's hope Uh there's hope because what you just said Rachel is that you know all we need is like a slight little glimmer of hope Mm -hmm. you know just a slight and by you acknowledging that that's that's the start yeah that's the start like you didn't acknowledge it with all of the reasons you you gave the reasons why yes it's our society and our childhood and all this but at the same time you still said I, it's something I want to grow in because mm-hmm. there are people who never say it's something I need to grow in. So as long as you keep feeding into that cup to say, oh, I'm going to become aware, we get better. I'm still working on it because honey, sometimes I just have to shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's going to come out of my mouth at this point, it's not going to be good. So right. you're just going to shut up. It. And yeah. I literally, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I did, I just recently did a 10 day liquid fast, right? Uh-huh. And so uh, your girl's personality was nuts. <laughs> and at, at times, and we were like at this event, and I felt I was like, oh, maybe this was before the fast. Anyway, I might have just been having a moment, but <laughs> we were somewhere, and I could 
feel myself about to go there. And, you know, my kids are older. And so this particular party, these people had younger kids and the kids are coming and they're all these babies. I was like, oh, heck no. I am pro baby when I'm with them. But I was not in the mood for a bunch of screaming kids. And I was like, but my husband was having so much fun. So instead of me sitting there with this thank look on my face, making everybody else uncomfortable, Uh I was like, I bid you a good night to everyone. (laughs) I'm going to be in the car. Okay. I'm going to go sit in the car and keep my personality to myself because I'm about to set it off in here for no reason. Like, you know, you're women. You just get all huffy for no, no one did anything to you except for offer you a soda and some corn on the cob because I'm a vegetarian. And now I'm sitting here with a stank attitude because there are cute little kids want to play. Judge me if you want to. I'm okay with that. You're but I took my little tail to the car. And you know, my husband left me out there for like an hour and some change. Like, He's like, I'm just having a good time. It's fine. He did, and, he, and it was perfect. He knows me so well. By the time I had told him I was going to work in the car, but I couldn't. But by the time he came, when I got out the car, like, where's this man? He was walking to the car. He said, oh, I knew my time was up. I knew you were coming up. <laughs> I knew, you know, and so that's the same thing with step motherhood. Know yourself. When that trigger comes, even if you don't understand the trigger, don't figure out what the problem is while you're having a conversation. Zip it. Shut up with the smile, with the frown. If you need to cry, find Amir's bathroom and go have that. Do not spray your uncomfort, your discomfort, your anger, your pain, your baggage of life on everyone else. Just sit with it. Figure your stuff out. And come back. So, girl, I didn't know what was wrong. And my husband was like, are you good? I said, no, love. I, I really am good. I did figure out what my problem was. Uh-huh. Uh, it was something I ate in my stomach. I looked 20, like 20 months pregnant. Oh. Literally in one day. Not Sad. like I was like, just, you know how you eat something and you're like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a food And baby so now. I had on a tight skirt already. Oh, and so uh-huh. now my skirt was real tight. Mm-hmm. I was just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. And I couldn't take off my clothes in the car. So... <laughs> I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I know I'm telling somebody something. Know what your problem is and be okay with that. Like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. So what? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing in our society. We don't know how we feel. We aren't taught like anything besides the five basic emotions, like happy, sad, scared, angry, worried. And that's it. That's all we ever get into. And we have no clue how to deal with it. Yeah, And a lot of us don't haven't learned how to listen to our bodies. I know that's a struggle yeah. that I have every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the skirt is not working for me. Are you listening, listening to your body better now? I'm working on it. And I think I go through phases. Like yeah. I had a really good phase in my twenties where I, in my early twenties where I was like, Oh yeah, I'm feeling this. I got this, you know? But then I, you know, you get older and things change in your body and you're like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. What, and what did you do with the other person? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm working okay. on it. <laughs> you know, just, just be okay with it, Rachel. I have succumbed to the fact that I don't know. Ma, what's wrong with you? I don't even know. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. When the kids yeah. are like, Ma, are you okay? I think so. I think so. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm fine. You know what? Let's go get an ice cream. Ice cream fixes yes. every problem. Oh. Every emotional downpour I have, we're going to have a cup of tea or some ice cream. Love One of the two things. Uh-huh. And I'm like, let's go. Good to go. Let's, let's get a cup of tea. <laughs> and they will do it. So now they'll be like, do you need tea? Yes. 
I guess so. <laughs> yep. And that's the, you know, so that's the thing. And we have this thing. And even in, in your families, one of the things that we do, like if my husband is having a tough day and maybe he's being snippy over something, what do we normally do? We normally separate ourselves. We take it personal. We will yes. forget it. I'm just trying to be nice. And, you know, we make it about us. I've learned a trick. I know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when my husband is being all huffy and he's annoyed, I get to hugging him. And then I tell the kids, daddy needs a hug. Everybody go <laughs> hug daddy right now. Let him yes. go hug daddy. And so they all hug. And he'll be like, what are you doing? So now he knows once I say hug daddy, the kids are coming. Even if you tell them don't hug me, they're hugging. Oh, yeah. So now yeah. he doesn't even say don't hug. And these are adults. Remember, my son's 23. Yeah. Like, Damien six five and they're like hug and then when he comes back we'll be standing in the door waving. Hey, you feel better? Oh, I'm so glad. Let us hug for you. You know, and so making light of it so that we are knowing it's okay for us to have a crummy day. Yeah, we can still love each other even in that. And just because they're having a crummy day doesn't mean we have to make it about us. I love it. Yes. Yeah, that is. Uh, oh, that is good. Such good. Really good advice. Yes. <laughs> you should be a preacher in another life. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should be a preacher in another life. You should preach about this stuff. <laughs> you would know? be so good. <laughs> Somebody else was like, Tanisha, um, girl, your ministry. I was like, yeah, except for one small thing. Like, I'm a Christian, but I cuss a little. And so. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's relatable. It's going to go, but hey. I love it. You know, so I always laugh. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not but sure about that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. My sister was like, I'm getting you a shirt. It says, I'm a Christian, but I cuss a little. That's like, so perfect. My oh my gosh. <laughs> I you want sell those one on your website. Yeah, yeah. You need to. That needs to be merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> Tanisha, you are so. awesome. Thank you, guys. Yes. It's been so much fun. You have you been know a what? joy. I feel so like on twenty, because you guys are. You guys have this like calm, sexy zen. Like even when I'm listening to your, podcast, I was like. Ooh, it's like smooth jazz, and I'm doing my oh, tea on my yeah, and you guys are like, yes. And then here I am. Hey, like a train. hey everybody, where the hell did this lady come from? I know <laughs> you are fantastic. It's so much fun. We love it. <laughs> so thank you. I'll call myself to you guys. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we will amp it up. <laughs> Oh, your your impersonation of you us guys is are amazing. dead on. I promise, if I get to Salt Lake or you get to Maryland, Heck let me yes. know. Uh, yes. What other states are around Salt Lake? What what other states? Uh, so Salt Lake's in Utah, and then our border states like are Colorado, Colorado Wyoming, Idaho, Nevada, and nope, um, Arizona oh, yeah. and New Mexico. <laughs> okay, cool. So I probably won't. The closest place I'll be to you with the Time to Heal tour is um, Denver, six hours away. In yeah, Colorado. Like it would drive. be hashtag so worth if it. I get to Utah, <laughs> and if we get to Maryland, I used yeah. to live in Maryland. Actually, <laughs> we'll go see DC and all that fun stuff. Awesome. I used to live there for real. So I lived oh, there did? for two and a half years. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah. my 
my gosh. Well, thank you. I hope I get to see you guys. Thank you awesome. for having me. You two are beautiful. <laughs> you Keep are. Thank you so much. Changing lives and empowering stepmothers to be the rock oh. stars that they are. Yes, girl. Thank you. Ladies. Thank you. Have a thank you. Day. <laughs> thank you. You too. That's it for now. But in the meantime. On them. Good. Only want love in this heart.